Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. It's Amber Lee here. Okay, you're going to love our episode today. We are chatting with Jennifer Longmore. She is an Akashic Records queen. She is a majorly awakened eight-figure business owner. She's just so, so smart. She has like history in working with the government. She has, you know, lots of information on finances. And we're talking a lot about different loopholes and different ways to really leverage and co-create with the matrix, even when we are awakened people and using those structures to create abundance and impact. And we're talking about our role as light workers during the awakening and how we can really create community and create impact and really just bypass the chaos of the ascension period on earth by doing our own inner work. So this episode may trigger you. If you're not in a good headspace to hear the truth about the darkness of the underworld and the elite, we're not going there from a place of fear. We're going there from a place of love, from a place of light. And here's the thing. We're never, we're never ever meant to do anything from a place of fear. We're meant to do everything from a place of power. And one thing I've really been leaning into over the last few weeks is just around our sovereignty over fear. In fact, I think I'm going to call the episode Sovereignty Over Fear. At the end of the day, truth is light and naivety is dark. So when we know the truth of what's going on, that doesn't mean we have to be afraid of the truth because the truth allows you to be prepared. It allows you to understand what's happening and it allows you to build your life outside of the matrix and leveraging the matrix for the things we actually need rather than being like, we need to leave the matrix. The matrix is all bad. Like, no, because there's things that we can still use it for. And when you're awakened, you are untouchable. It's only when you're in fear that you can be affected. So don't get stuck in the rabbit holes. You know, you can only process so much information in one day. So use your energy wisely. The information that you are taking and should energize you. It shouldn't drag you down. So always bring yourself back to faith and love and think about energy protection. So I've been talking a lot about energy protection on the podcast and asking a lot of people about it because it was something I wasn't necessarily using properly in my own rituals. I was either not doing any energy protection or I was kind of doing it from a place of, oh, I guess I have to do this energy protection or something bad's gonna happen. So what what I mean by energy protection is Sometimes I'll, you know, do like a cleansing white light over my entire body. I'll do some kind of invocation where I tell every dark energy entity, cord, contract, anything that is in my physical body, energetic body, my aura to be released and cleansed with love and light and that it can't come near me if it's not based in unconditional love for my highest good. And then I'll do some kind of, you know, I'll do like a purple flame of light that clears my aura and then clears, leaves like a layer around my aura so that nothing can penetrate it. But if you're doing those kind of protections from a place of fear, it actually invites dark in because you're sitting there being like, something bad is going to happen if I don't do this right. But if you do it from a place of sovereignty, it's so powerful. Like if you're like, damn, I'm so powerful. I'm cleansing my space. I'm cleansing my aura. I'm activating my power within. I'm so damn sovereign. And doing it from that place, then you are protected and you are coming from a place of love. I try. I like to envision Shira 
Princess of Power. If you watched that, if you're a 90s kid, that was like the cartoon of choice. And she like would she would never protect herself from a place of fear. She protects her herself from a place of like, mm-hmm, I am sovereign. I rule this world like this is what I do. So before we dive in, I just wanted to make that clear, making sure that you guys are in the right energy of sovereignty to take in this information about the kind of like dark underworld and listen to it from that place. As you get the information, you're actually activating more light, not dark. None of this can hurt you or touch you if you're aware of it. So you know, really just coming from a place of love. That's all you can do. Also, before we dive in, I've been getting a lot of questions about my skincare ritual, and I'm not just saying that like some influencers do, but I've been posting, I've been actually posting a lot more on Instagram. Follow me at Chakra Girl Co. But a lot of people have been really interested in what I'm using. So I use Agent Nature. I'm a total Agent Nature junkie. And my favorite products are the Holy Glow Eye Serum. People are like, why are your under eyes like a baby's bum like why is it just completely flat under there a i mean probably partly genetics b i drink a lot of water c i only use the best freaking products so holy glow is hands down my favorite agent Nature product and it has the most beautiful glow it's not like a shimmer like it's a glow and you put on under your eyes and I swear after using it for a couple weeks it permanently changed my under eyes (laughs) and so it's not even like only when I'm wearing it that they look good they just always literally are plump Uh, but obviously I always want to wear it because it looks so good and glowy and I also use it as a cheek highlighter and sometimes I'll even dab a little bit on my forehead or wherever I want to add a little bit of that extra glow and then if you're looking for a full like new really simplified routine for your skin I'm obsessed with their holy trinity so it's three products you can buy them together in a package so it's their rose water toner vitamin c powdered serum so you mix the rose water with the vitamin c powder and put that on your face and your chest and then have a face oil over top so that's the three products is the toner the vitamin c powder and the face oil and damn like my skin has changed. It's it, it just gives that beautiful, dewy, beautiful, beautiful look. And she uses the cleanest, most high-grade, quality, quality ingredients. And her name's Jenna. She's amazing. And she's awakened. So we love her. I've actually gone for dinner with her in Paris at Hotel Cost because we're fancy like that. But she's like a soul sister angel on earth. So definitely check out Agent Nature. So it's about like agent, nature is N-A-T-E-U-R.com. And you can use my code Agent Amber to get 15% off and you will not regret it. You really will not. And what you can do as well is the Holy Trinity. You can also get in the travel size and that will last you like a few weeks and you can try it if you haven't tried the products before, but you're probably just going to love it and want to buy the big ones too. So whatever suits your fancy, but that option is always available. But again, use my code Agent Amber and you will save 15%. We're going to look dewy. We're going to be sovereign and we're just going to be Shira princess of power energy all over the world. All right, loves, let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons. We are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We are here today with a guest that 
Y'all are going to love. Her name is Jennifer Long. <laughs> the founder and solar feminine powerhouse behind Soul Journeys, which is the number one global Akashic Records training school with thousands of students in hundreds of countries, offering programs to elevate consciousness on all levels, including wealth and business. We've been chatting for the last little while before I hit the record button. And you guys, she's so aligned with our mission, so much higher consciousness learnings we can absorb from Jennifer. So buckle in, you're going to love this. Welcome. <laughs> <Jennifer>. <laughs> Thank you. I don't normally call myself a solar feminine powerhouse, but I was joking with my clients this week that I feel like the honey, a honey badger has taken over my company this week because I'm just on fire. Like I, my tolerance for certain things, my, you know how like when things are already dissonant, but then they become really dissonant. So it becomes unbearable to even be rubbing vibrations with certain situations mm-hmm. or people or whatever. That's kind of been the week and maybe it's it's a retrograde week. Maybe there's, you know, something else going on as well oh, in, the, in the ethers, but energy that just doesn't go too deep and likes to just stay perfectly surface and see things from above rather than within. Yeah. Exactly. I, uh, well, I, you know, I, right as we're recording this, the trucker strike is going on in Canada and, uh, you and I were chatting about how, you know, it's, it's kind of the end also, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's great that Canadians are getting their arse off their chairs and, uh, and, you know, getting out of their passive programming that, you know, we've been subjected to here because that's just part of the program and the, and the nature of the, the personality we're meant to ha- have as a, as a country. And, and so it's been painful for those of us that live here that are awake because uh, it, 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 interestingly, there's a lot of awake people, but they're all just sitting at home, either mm-hmm. waiting for Trump to come and save the day or, or waiting for, well, I don't know what they're, what they're waiting for. That being said, you know, it's great to see people rallying. It's great to see us coming together. It's great to see us taking a stand for our country. It's great to see that there's a vibration that's lifted. And for people that are in it, they genuinely believe that it's going to affect change. And I'm not going to say it won't. I mean, really, if this plan works, it's a brilliant plan to liberate the entire world. Because my position is what happens in our country, for example, affects everyone else. What's happening in Australia, like, oh my God, I've, it just, it, it breaks my heart to see that kind of stuff, right? And all over, we're all going through stuff all over the world in different ways and different experiences, but I'm more of a global thinker and, uh, and I have, a, you know, I have clients all over the world, right? So I, I deeply, deeply care about everyone in the world. And um, so I know everyone's watching us and I think how freaking cool that truckers could actually liberate the whole freaking planet if if truckers did this around the whole world if it actually it works and if it isn't the psyop that you and I and potentially <laughs> the rest yeah. of you listening think it is that would be great and um, I was sharing with you that I I just I'm getting back to my point about being irritated I am am kind of beyond having patience for people in our awake community that are still eating trumpkin pie and drinking Kool-Aid. Like, yes. it, it's <laughs> I love I mean, that you said that. Yes. Honestly, it's like, like be, like I always say like the fifth dimension is not about picking sides like there are no sides like there's no red and blue and no one is going to save you it's about being able to kind of see 
like from the bird's eye view of what's happening, like you said, globally, but what's happening energetically and seeing it from a higher, a higher space. So I love that you touched on that. Yeah. Cause it's just hijacking our consciousness, right? It's having us focus on the circus act. We keep fueling the circus act because we're directing all of our consciousness to it. And it's time, I guess that's my frustration, right? It's time. Like we've had two years. Let's get with the program people chop, chop, let's go pitter patter, get your energy out of the circus act. Let's it's the light workers agenda. Now we run the show and we're going to bring the light show. But in order to do that, yes, we need to have, you know, an objective awareness of what's going on without getting hooked by the hopium. That's my thing, right? People are very addicted to hopium right now. It's a very addictive drug and it's dangerous because it's going to be excruciating for folks if, and when they finally wake up to have to go through the whole deprogramming thing again, like we all had to go through, it's excruciating to wake up and go, this world is nothing (laughs) like I thought it was. And then to dedicate your energy and be willing to lose so much, for these Freemason puppets like Pat King and like RFK Jr. and like Trumpkin Pie and all these folks, right? Getting hooked by this stuff, it doesn't allow it by way of getting addicted to hopium, we abdicate our critical thinking and we still need to bring our left brain into the equation. We still need to know how to discern truth, how to know what these subtle energies feel like in our body. Like two truths and a lie, it's, it's easy to see how people fall for it. I've fallen for it too, because most of it's true, Mm -hmm. but there's a texture, right? There's a very subtle texture to the deceivers, right? Once we start paying attention to the pattern and the sensations of how it feels in our body to go, Oh, something's not quite right about this. I don't know what it is, but because I hear my brain saying, but I'm going to have to investigate this a little bit more before I allow myself to get hooked emotionally. Mm -hmm. So as light workers, once we can kind of like unhook ourselves from feeling like someone's going to save us and having this false hope, what can we do? Like once we've kind of, you know, woken up to the higher level. Oh boy, where do I start? We t- well, well, you talked about, so, I mean, so let's just talk about first. So you, you are obviously the queen of Akashic records and you talk about <laughs> how, how Akashic records can help us out create the matrix And, you know, a lot of people are like, I want to leave the matrix. You know, I want to, we need to get out of the matrix. We need to crash the matrix. You're saying we need to out-create the matrix. So how do we do that? What's it? Well, first describe that kind of difference. And then what are the steps we can take? Yeah, that's a great point. I get it. Um, The thing is, is that not unlike, okay, so my astrologer, whose name is Milada Sakik, she's a master astrologer, she's fantastic. And she, you know, when you read a post on social media and it just flicks you right between the eyebrows, it just gets you in the boo-boo. You're like, oh, that is truth, right? And it was in 2020 and she said, please stop waking people up. It was just a post, like one of yeah. those quick posts. Please stop waking people up. 2020 is the wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, so true, right? People are going to awaken when they awaken and they're going to go through degrees of awakening. So just as we can't accelerate the awakening outside of kind of natural order, I guess you could say, we also can't accelerate the collapsing of the matrix Mm -hmm. because it's built over thousands of years, right? Like, why do we think it wouldn't like in 
blink of an eye, it's just going to collapse, right? But we are straddling the paradox because we've got one foot in one world, we've got one foot in another, and that's what's making us feel uncomfortable. So in the discomfort, not unlike, okay, so let's say you were projecting anger onto me. Yeah. If I chose to absorb it, I would contract my energy away from it. I would become contracted. Right. But if I expand my energy through the anger and beyond, 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 then my essence and my divinity becomes bigger than the anger. So I've already outcreated the anger because I become bigger than it, right? Right. So I have to know how to use my energy to move through the illusions, move through the controls, move through the, the triangles that they've been and the inverted triangles that they've placed on us, right? To go, okay, well, the law of polarity in this situation is that as things are destroying, we're also creating. So there's a lot of destruction right now. It's not bad. It's just part of, it's also part of the law of cycles. So if things are destroying, then that means whether we want to or not, creation energy is just going to come up to meet it because it's always going to be in equilibrium. That's what the laws do. They're, they they just are designed that way. And so we can keep focusing on the destruction or we can keep focusing on the creation. And because we're creator beings and we come from an infinite creator life, a creative life force, and because we want to feel more like ourselves and more like the essence of who we really came here to be, going into creation is it's natural. This is what we know how to do. This is what we came here to do. So getting into creation and, and it can be mundane stuff. In fact, I would recommend that just to like get out of the seriousness of everything, right. And the heaviness of everything, go create yourself a finger puppet, go or sock puppet or whatever, go finger paint, go create some stick people with popsicle sticks. On it. it doesn't matter. Go, go plant some plants, right. Go and plant some seeds and watch some flowers, go create something, create, create content, write a book, create a podcast, like whatever you're going to create, but it's the creation energy that holds our consciousness in a different vibration than the destruction energy. Right. And it's our job in part, I believe as because we are at war and I don't like to use that terminology. That's, that's really just not who I am, but we are at a war. There's a war for our consciousness and there's a war for our mind. And so spiritual warriors speak truth and they spread consciousness and part of consciousness that we're here to, to spread is light, right? Is, is creation. It's all part of that consciousness. So that's part of it. I would say, so with how the records help with that is, I mean, you can do future progressions in the records. So you can start to see what timelines are available for you and which ones you want to choose so that you can, you can collapse time and space to bring your future self the timeline you're going to choose for yourself, bring it into the present moment, collapse time and space and start living it now and start asking your guides and your higher self to work on your behalf to bring these things to you so that you can create that timeline. That's one example. Of course, we are able to vet a lot of truth through the records, right? Is this in my highest good? Is that in my highest good? Is this person aligned? Is that thing aligned? All the things, right? And of course, information that's coming into our field, because every time we're going down rabbit holes, that's very precious energy. That's energy we never get back. Your time and energy is the most precious, in my opinion, the most precious resource. And so if I get hijacked for 10 hours, that's 10 hours that I'm not creating. That's 10 hours that I'm not raising my vibe. That's 10 hours I'm not resting and calibrating my body and all the things that I need to do to be a vessel uh, because my goal is always to be a pristine channel, right? And I'm not perfect. I don't mean that, but I want to be the clearest channel I can be. So I, I don't get my consciousness hijacked because all I have to do is vet things through the records. If I have any questions, I'm like, is that true? Is that person trustworthy? Is that, 
you know, what's this about? They'll always tell me. And um, stay in the know of what's happening. And I know, obviously, it's, it's not a case of like, you know, oh, if you know, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. But how can you know, without getting like emotionally attached? Like, what are the things that you do? Do you, obviously, you're mm. not like watching the news, but are, are there certain people that you do follow that do a good job at keeping people in the know? Or do you just have this trust that if I need to know about it, I'll hear about it? That's a great question. I don't actually follow a single person. And it's not okay. because I don't like people. And it's not because I don't think that there are people that are of value. And hey, like, honestly, if anyone's listening, and you have someone that you really think is a, is a clear, clear channel for truth, please send me their name. Like I genuinely love to, because I think we're all focusing on different things, right? Like I've yeah. never focused on the cocoa, because I've known it's never about health. I've right. known that it's never about a virus, that the virus is just a mechanism to usher in a plan, not yeah. the plan being a response to the cocoa. Mm-hmm. So I just don't even pay attention to that stuff. I've never worn a mask. You'll never see me wearing a mask. I, I, you're never going to see me drinking poison. Um, like I'm not drinking windshield wiper fluid. Why the hell would I put poison, knowing poison in my body because I want to travel? Like that's just, for me, not aligned. Yeah. All of that to say that what happens is, you know, cause I'm on Facebook, for example, I run a lot of groups on there. A lot of my masterminds are on there. And so I'm on there. I'm, I wouldn't say a lot, but I'm on there enough that things just kind of come into my awareness or someone says, Hey, did you see the thing? So I'm one of these people that can kind of popcorn things, right? Popcorn's mm-hmm. popping. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to take that kernel. I'm going to take that. Nope. Leave the rest. But I will say that my focus, and even in my human design, uh, one of my things in my human design is I like, and this is why you'll hear me get really visceral. Like like I sound like I'm giving birth to kittens because when there's an abuse of power or influence, it boils my blood. You, I couldn't even understand it. I had to hire a human design person. I'm like, why am I like ready to, you know, <laughs> burn the shit down? Right. I was just seething and like, like really a lot of fire energy in my field, which is not a bad thing either. Uh, anyway, she's like, well, that's, that's how you're designed. You're a six, two, right? So I see everything. And then I'm also made for this time. Cause I have the hermit, right. Interesting that I moved to the, to the forest. So I'm like a real life yeah. hermit. And, uh, but anyways, I, I get re so w- what I focus on and, and what I get really irritated about is the hijacking of consciousness by people in positions of influence. I get really, if you, if you want to hear me drop some F-bombs when I uncover, <laughs> who's been infiltrating the light worker space. Like I'm very protective of people's consciousness. And when I see these deceivers infiltrating our space, Oh yeah. boy. I know about that because that's something that I've, I mean, can you name names? Because I feel like there's a lot of, there's so much talk about that. And there's so much um, like, it's like a blame game of like this person's infiltrated, this person's infiltrated. Like, it's like, they're all blaming each other. And I, and I can, I can tell who feels resonant to me, but like Mm. you give some names. Well, I think, I I don't think it would be people know Oprah's own, right? Like I would. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 We've talked about that. They would know Tony Robbins' own. Like I get, I guess the tip I will give everyone because it's actually like, sadly, I've had to get like a PhD in Freemasonry, right? Through all of this because it's all in plain sight. So once you know the symbols and the hand gestures, then you can type in someone's name and just, I'll just type in like Brene Brown hand gestures and I'll leave it at that. 
I'll type mm -hmm. in Rachel Hollis. I'll type in Gabby Bernstein. I'll type in Marianne Williamson. I'll type in, Deepak I said Chopra. Tony Robbins. That's, that's well-known Deepak Chopra. Um, we got to assume that because they decide, and by they, I mean the controllers, they decide who gets on the world stage. Right. right? When's like Thick Nat Han died. Yeah. He was besties with MLK. They're both Freemason puppets, like, and he's probably not dead. So get over it. You know, yeah. like it, it's who else died recently? There was someone else and oh, people losing their shit over Betty White. I'm like, she got a Freemason star on the walk of fame. What, what do you think? You think she's been in Hollywood this long and not owned? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just painful. I, I say this kind of, I know I sound a little irritated, but it, it's, no, like, I get exhausted by it because yeah. it's so obvious to me, but I also recognize that See, I have to, that's the thing. You have to be willing to look for it. You have to be willing to extract yourself out of arrested development, right? Because most of us, even for those of us that are awake, myself included, when this all went down, I was like, oh my God, I feel like a teenager still. There was still a part of me where I was like, ooh, I've got some more adulting to do, right? Like we've been conditioned to be obedient children and or teenagers to the system, right? And so that's part of why people don't know how to emancipate themselves. But back to who's owned, you know, you can type in these hand gestures and uh, I mean, a lot of them have Facebook ads, like Gabby has Facebook ads. Once you know the symbols, she's flashing those puppies like crazy on her Facebook ads. It's not, I'm not calling her out and Gabby, if you want to chat with me, you can come and prove to me that you're not owned because you pretty much look like your own sweetheart. Uh, anyways, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And so if you're getting a big publishing deal, I'm not saying all of them, yeah. If you're getting a big publishing deal, like they decide who's on the world stage. So anyone that's a religious influencer, anyone that's that's on TV in like I'm talking mainstream TV. And it doesn't mean that that, that they are also not not on TV, meaning like some of them have really big um, online TV yeah. programs and stuff. Right. But anyways, once you know the kind of the basic hand signals, this is why I get irritated with Trump supporters, right? He flashes them all the time and they're like, oh, that's, that's his own gesture. Like they're always, their cognitive distance is always apologizing yeah. for his yeah. blatant yeah. <laughs> symbology that he's always putting on show. And so it's, uh, but it's good to know, right? And, and I will say too, the people in our space, again, I get like a honey badger with this. I, I will take them down, right? I, in my inner circles, I show everyone, I just download pictures. I'm like, okay, if your cognitive distance is being activated, here's a visual image for you to know that this person yeah. is clearly happy to flash the devil puppet signals and the three, six, nine symbols and the one eye symbols and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Same with this tennis player that everyone was calling a hero. I'm like, he's not a hero, he's out. You gotta know he's home. Like, ah, Losing my marbles. They're not just gonna let any. They're not just gonna give anyone a platform that has influence. They're not just gonna let anyone share. You know, they're not gonna let anyone share light. Like anyone. So why would they let that happen? And I even see like with friends of mine and even myself. Like, like this might just me being a little cocky, but I'm like. I swear Instagram blocks me. Like, I'm like, I should have more followers. <laughs> like when I look at people who are like sharing light and like doing, not that like having followers means everything, but like when I see people that are like really sharing light, those are the ones that are like, have been doing it for years and their number hasn't moved. And I'm like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, I, like, I know how successful my business is. I know how many people are on my mailing list. I know how many people are listening to my podcast, but it's like, they're not giving they're, they're like blocking the stage from so many people. Mm -hmm. 
I'll say too about that, that uh, we didn't even plan on talking about this. This is kind of, I love juicy conversations like this. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, you know, like with, with Gabby, for example, I'll just use her cause I've already outed her. So whatever uh, she, it's all over the internet. So I'm not, Good. You know, she can defend herself. My new uh, favorite rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I never resonated with her. No, I, I never understand actually why. Never- yeah, I never did either. And that's I, I like ever. And I went and my friend brought me to one of her like book signings. And like I saw her on stage and I, I kind of drank the Kool-Aid a little bit. But then I just was kind of like, I like I, it just didn't get me. I don't know. It just seems so surface. Like it didn't seem real to me. So it's like, do they put her there or do they see that she's doing well and be like, OK, let's let's take her. That's what I want to know too, because she does like if you even look at her pictures now, her eyes are different. There's there's just some different things. And what we haven't told everyone is that I used to work as a forensic investigator. So I interviewed psychopaths and sociopaths all day. Now I'm not saying she's that, but what I'm saying is is that there's a vacancy that happens in the eyes when you're interviewing someone that has either sold their soul or literally has no conscience right there's literally black in the eyes there's no affect and the coloring of the eyes changes and they're quite dilated right and there there's just a hollowness and an absence behind the eyes and if you look at some of her recent ads you can see that stuff uh and i and i don't know that it was that way before so i've often wondered that too like i think some of them are literally born into it and they just get plugged on the world stage and then others i think once you do get to a certain level of fame i don't know if they're like hey we've got these pictures of you raping children and they're like i'm not raping children they're like well that's not what these pictures say and we're going to release them all over the internet unless you give us access to your community and start working for us I, I'm using that as an extreme example. Obviously, well, I don't know if that I mean, actually happens, but, but if you think of like, I mean, the Epstein thing, which we're only obviously getting a fraction of what actually is happening there, like that, was, like it was a blackmail-driven situation. So that's, I mean, that makes sense. We don't even know that though, right? Because we can reasonably assume that this whole storyline, like anything that they, yeah. anything we see, anything we see, yeah. they decide, you know, they decide that we're seeing it. And I'm not saying that there isn't truth to it, but well, and part of their agenda is humiliation, right? They humiliate their own, they shame their own. Maybe it's part of an initiation to another level of Freemasonry, who knows, right? I think we can all assume that he's not dead and that we're only getting a very small thing of the thing. But um, back to Gabby, you know, when, when a lot of my clients found out, they felt bad because I see I didn't resonate with her and I'm yeah. sharing this for a reason because I thought something was wrong with me. Like everyone's resonating with her, but I like, maybe I'm not like, what, what is it, you know? Yeah. But, and so other people are, you know, I'm judging myself for not resonating with her and other people were like, oh my God, how did I not see this about her? I've got all of her books, right? Well. I can say the same thing about Oprah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That thought had me hijacked for quite yeah. a long time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I say that jokingly, right? But, but at the same time, they do disseminate some truth, right? And just like with anything in the matrix, we have to also acknowledge how it's benefited us. You and I are talking on Zoom right now, which is going to be an owned commodity, but we're yeah. still benefiting 
from being able to talk on Zoom. And the podcast is probably on Apple, right? And we know who owns, like, and so um, with Oprah, like, she introduced me to a lot of cool spiritual teachers. Now, granted, probably all of them were owned or most of them were owned, but (laughs) it still activated me in ways that I needed to experience as part of my journey. I still invest in the stock market. I invested in Beyond Meat. If you know who owns Beyond Meat, then you know both of those a-holes are both owned and big time owned. And so I have to go, okay, well, I can just not play at all in the matrix, but it's really hard. Like as it is right now, it's hard to live on this planet completely extracted from the system. Yeah. Right. Until more people start exchanging gold coins with each other or taking payment, you know, you and I take payments for crypto on our website or whatever it is. Right. And, and even at that, it's still going to be, there's still going to be an extraction process. So I say, well, let's figure out how to use the matrix to outcreate the matrix. Right. Mm-hmm. So I bought a boatload of that stock. I made a huge profit on it. I sold it. That's one example to benefit the work that I'm doing. I do believe that we need to focus on wealth consciousness and that's part of creation energy because, you know, for example, like for me, I'm going to talk in code, but like I'm going to be having documentation that costs some money, right? Yeah. And I'm going to probably have to get that documentation a few times a year. And it's not a lot of money, but we're we're going to be playing the game. Right. Potentially, right? But I'm going to have to have resources for things that give me insurance to still be able to spread light because that's my bigger thing, right? I'll I'll always find a way. I was a government employee for years. I know how to maneuver my way through red tape. I know how to make the system work for me. And, uh, and I, and by the way, I also know who runs the system and that's why I don't take orders from them because I know what they really get up to behind closed doors. And I just don't take orders from hot mess expresses. It's just not going to happen. So so when we, so, so I want to circle back to like using the Akashic records to kind of check in and see how, what we feel is real and what we feel is not. And kind of like, not necessarily to have to like dive into the dirty truth behind it, but at least to know like how we can authentically move through it. So Mm -hmm. in terms of like, for people who are maybe just kind of like starting with the Akashic Records or people who kind of like never really journeyed there, but have done some other, you know, deep kind of like journeying work and kind of understand it. What are like the first things that we need to do to, you know, get up to the Akashic Records and to start feeling into, you know, the, the teachings and the learnings that we can get up there? That's a great question. Um, I'm I'm talking as though everyone's like been with me forever, right? And yes. and they obviously haven't. I will say um, most of our listeners have probably dabbled, but there's also people yeah. who are, you know, kind of, you know, they're more into traveling to the Pleiadians or they're, you know, they're they're doing other things. So so yeah, yeah specifically with the Akashic records, what are some of the kind of um, first things we need to know? Well, we need to know that it's an infinite document. I, I kind of view it as an infinite universal university. Mm-hmm. Some people poo-poo the records. They're like, oh, it's six dimension and I work on the... I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. off with that. Honestly, <laughs> you, you could never spend a, this lifetime in the records and access even an iota of what is held in the universe and you know the soul and the various over you know all the aspects of your oversoul right like we can go deep and and hopefully i'm communicating even just in what i'm sharing here that we can go deep in the records you can find things out like 
you know, I was, I've been busier than ever for the last few years because everyone's like, I realized I was put here for this time. I want to be really clear on what my purpose is. Like of all the things I could focus on, what am I meant to be focusing on? What's my contribution? healing traumas, right? Because even in the manifestation process, it's hard to ask if we've got trauma. It's definitely hard to receive if we have trauma and we can have a trauma response when we do receive, which means we don't hold it. So that whole ask, receive, holding process that we need to go through in manifesting anything, particularly money, the trauma, and usually it's past life trauma, of course, it can happen in this lifetime as well, that can be healed to allow us to be fortified, right? To get out and serve and lead and lead from a place of um, consciousness versus trauma, right? We're not, we're not trauma bonding. Cause I find even in the awakened community, as people are awakening, they're trauma bonding with each other. Cause they're like, you're awake. I'm awake. I won't bother to ask you any questions about your personality and your character. I'm just going to enmesh with you. And then I'm going to find out that your integrity sucks. And now I, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm seeing some of this happening where people are, are not, and it's very unconscious, but they're, they're trauma bonding with each other. So, so the records can help heal that stuff. And of course we can find out who our soul family is like, what, where do I originate from? And, and why do I feel more aligned with um, Lyrans or Arcturians or, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is. And, and where do I need to get my frequency at to manifest such and such and have the record keepers calibrate your frequency to certain things. So the, the potential is really limitless. And, and so we just, we, we start the process somewhere, right? Like I even created a guided meditation on YouTube. People can go there. I, I think it's even connected to the gift we're going to give people, right? When they go through the series, because some people need to be guided, right? Like a lot of people will question, am I in it? How do I know if I'm in it? Well, it, some of it has to just be a practice, right? And obviously I teach people how to do that in a way that, because I want the tool to be useful for them. The thing is, is that when we were born, we were born into families that challenged our spiritual gifts perfectly, mm-hmm. every single one of us. So if you're claircognizant in this lifetime, you would have attracted parents that were constantly asking you to have empirical evidence to justify your knowingness or always being called a know-it-all or how do you know that? And you were always having to explain yourself and it got exhausting. So then you shut down the knowingness because it's on it or it can feel like it's on attack. Right. And that's by design. The soul designs it that way. If you're clairvoyant, you know, and you're seeing things that nobody else is seeing, you're getting called crazy, right? Mm -hmm. The more you get called crazy, the more you don't want you, the more you pull away from the gift because you either think you're losing your mind or you're just tired of being attacked. And I could go on and on, but I think people look at the gist, right. Of what I'm sharing. So we, we picked those, those gifts perfectly and the people and situations in our life to keep poking at those gifts so that we could be in the polarity of what it feels like to not be in, in that gift and, and how, and what, what's my life like when I'm not owning my gifts Mm -hmm. and then healing all the trauma on our journey towards just owning our claircognizance, for example, or our clairsentience or whatever, without apology and really using that as a superpower. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's again, something that, you know, we can accelerate that for sure in the records, right? But it really has to do with clearing a lot of the trauma around the gift. And so the more we focus on, on really nurturing that gift and loving it up, 
then when it comes to what's going on in the world, we're able to, to feel all of the, because this stuff, this is planned, right? These infiltrations are planned. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how to hook us. And they know they're, they're, they're constantly planting fear porn. They're constantly planting misinformation. Look at the pandemic. I never watched that right away. I could tell it was, it was a load of shit. And I'm not saying that people who watched it are, are not, you know, aligned. What I'm saying is that, is that that's an example back to what you were saying about how do we not get hooked emotionally? If you're getting hooked emotionally by anything you're reading, that's how you know you're being hooked. That's fear porn by design. They're trying to get you. They're trying to hijack your consciousness. They're trying to, uh, well, get you focusing on the circus act instead of the light worker agenda. We pose the biggest threat to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. Because our consciousness can make this all go away. We are powerful, powerful, powerful transmuters. We are so unbelievably potent and we already know how to deal with this. We've already been here before, right? slightly different circumstances, but we know how to take these mofos down. And so, so the more we can be an impeccable steward of our consciousness and be mindful of who's getting access to it. That's why, by the way, I don't listen to anyone because I, unless I've vetted them and other people have vetted them, I'm probably not going to lend them my consciousness, right? I want to keep it intact. And as information comes in, but I, I try to be a pristine channel. And I, I just want my energy to be filtering things. Right. And my, my bond with my guys and have that be the filter and kind of take it from there. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but no, anyways, definitely. if we're any emotion, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, cause we can, I can look at something, right. And I know you can too. And probably all of you listening can, we can look at something and be like, Oh crap, that's not good. Yeah but still not get like a visceral pulsing. Like I need to reaction post on Facebook or I need to like send everyone this message through messenger, watch this video. And like all this reactive stuff that people, 
when we get, when we're reacting, that's also our way to know that we've been hooked emotionally. If we can just look at it objectively and go, huh, I wonder why I'm seeing this. I wonder what the agenda is behind this. I wonder who benefits from me buying into this. Like in Canada, you and I know this, that they released a document of all the stuff that was going to happen. And it's all happened. The timeline adjusts a little bit, but we're pretty much near the end of that leaked document, which, you know, the next thing is martial law it will collapse the supply chain, collapse the economy and martial law. We're, mm-hmm. we're there now. We're literally at the doorway to that. Yeah. Now, do I want to say that out loud and how, you know, like I'm not trying to spread fear porn. I'm just being realistic that this is, this is a potentiality and, and yeah, it might tip who knows. Right. But we, we know that they have had so many extra years of advanced planning. They know exactly how our brains work. They know exactly they've been studying us. There's a reason why they capture our data. There's a reason why they created social media and it wasn't for us. Right. Like there's all kinds of ways that they study us and our brain and get into our consciousness. They know they, they can predict to almost hundred percent accuracy, how we're going to respond to things. Mm-hmm. So for us to think that, driving some trucks up to Ottawa is going to make this all go away. That's again, that arrested development stuff I was talking about and being trapped in that savior sacrifice suffering control matrix that, you know, it has locked us into a lot of things for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. So for, for those of us that it's like, (laughs) we know what's coming. We don't want to like go into fear spiral, but do we need to like, create a commune in the woods <laughs> like it's like how can yeah. you like prepared without going into panic and fear mm-hmm. I look at it as insurance right like I because I pay attention like I shared to this to the textures right so that something will ping and I'm like oh I need to pay attention to that yeah so I go okay well I could be unprepared like I'd rather be prepared and look like a crazy person And be unprepared and be like, why didn't I just stock up on food when I was told for two years to stock up on food, right? So, so I have a ton of freeze dried food. I'm, I'm making an indoor garden because honestly, I don't trust what they're going to be dropping from the sky. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to really be in control of your food. Not, not even so much because there'll be a lack of food, but because you want to really be making sure that your food is holding energy that makes sense, right? I'll put it that way, right? So I've got a ton of freeze dried food, like I'm talking a ton. I I just view it as insurance. I'm investing in peace of mind, right? So I've watched some YouTube videos. I didn't mean to, right? But I'm like watching these prepper videos and I think, oh crap, am I becoming one of these people now? You remember like on 2020, they'd show these preppers looking all crazy in their camo. And I thought that's actually by design too, right? They want all of us to look crazy for prepping and for talking the way we are. But anyways, I know how to make my heat, light and cooking source from old soup cans and rubbing alcohol and cotton balls, for example, right? If God forbid I ever needed to do that. But additionally, from a financial perspective, we don't know, right? We don't know how the currency is going to end up. We've been told for 20 years, China is going to be the superpower. We're really starting to see that now. It's not really China. It's the controllers. We have to remember that, right? Like Canada is just... It's just a sock puppet on the world stage. The controller said, Canada is going to be apathetic. The U.S. is going to be a bully. China is going to be a dictator. The U.K. is going to be a a proper prim. You know, like they decided what the personalities were going to be for each of these countries. And so every time people are saying China's doing this or Canada's, no, it's the controllers doing this. Those are just front facing 
the extensions of the back-facing system, right? But anyways, we know that the U.S. dollar will not be backing the economy anymore. We're hearing, you know, there's way too much energy being put on China and China, you know, has done, I'm saying this, you know, loosely because we know it's not China, but I'll just say it's China that has infiltrated our manufacturing and distribution cycles. And so we have so much reliance on them. And, and I mean, the writing's on the wall, the, the on paper, anyways, the U.S. owns a good chunk or sorry, China owns a good chunk of the U.S. already. And they don't even know all these mandates and shit that have been passed. And they mm-hmm. definitely own Canada. And who, who knows what other countries they own, right? From, yeah. from an optics perspective. Yeah. But we can, we can predict that. And we just don't know what the new currency is going to be. We can assume it's digital, but we really don't know. We don't right. know. Is it going to be backed by gold? It, like there'll be all kinds of people out there that, that are telling you things. But even at that, I'm like, I don't know if I can trust you, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I don't know that anyone knows. And I do yeah. think they put out enough misinformation about the currency alone, just, just the currency topic to keep yeah. us all confused. Right. I think there's yeah. a reason I think I, I don't think Bitcoin is decentralized. I think it's always been created by the controllers as yeah. a psyop mm-hmm. and they clearly are manipulating that market. And, and they're going to manipulate all markets. I'm, I'm currently a private equity investor and a board member on a new app, an AI app for the stock market and for crypto. We're just about to take it public. Can so that, that, yeah, it's called Sterling Stock Picker. Okay. If anyone's interested, and I'm not, I wasn't planning on saying this, but I'm no, realizing you're, you're like picking very, up. But yeah, my husband yeah. is like, he's a day trader and he does like, he's very into crypto and all the things. So yeah. Probably so he is, yeah. J, his name's Jaden Sterling and it's called the Sterling Stock Picker. Jaden is a very, very, very dear friend of mine. He's very awake, like as mm-hmm. awake as you and I, like ultra woke, right? Yeah. And yeah. I only share that because he is, is also a realist like me and, um, and he just wants to help people, right? And this is a way to outcreate the matrix, right? Okay, yeah. you're going to play with us. You're going to keep messing with the stock yeah. market. We're going to develop AI too to figure out how we can win on a market that's already rigged to screw mm-hmm. us over, right? Mm-hmm. So there's still, again, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but if anyone no, wants to no, reach no, out, I'm, I can I'm interested in this. Yeah. Because there's still room for, for if you want, because the other thing is, right? Like think about it, the government doesn't know that your money's gone there, right? If it's a private equity deal, yeah. there's no way for anyone to know that. You can't be, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to do a bail-in, right? Because that's another potentiality. There'll be a bail-in instead of a bailout with the banks. We don't know what that's going to look like either. So sadly, we have to have peace of mind. So where do we put things? Well, we've got to diversify in some private equity. We've got to diversify in some physical gold and silver, some crypto, and other blockchain type and even but by the way blockchain stocks on the stock market and then we but our business too right mm-hmm. like our our business it, it like especially a digital business like for anyone that's got one please do yourself a favor and and whatever stuff is keeping you from moving to that next level of visibility and getting out there and giving yourself permission to really receive a bounty that's awaiting you. Because I do believe this is a year of bounty, by the way. I think this is the year that the compound effect takes place and all of the seeds we planted for the last several years, all of the free and digital or free and paid assets that are out there floating in the ethers, right, for the last several years, they're being calibrated right now. And all of a sudden, it's going to go viral and all of a sudden people are going to find our content. I just really see this as being a very uh, bountiful harvest season for all of us, right? It's going to be a big year anyways, but all that to say that like, please, please get your business 
going where it needs to go, right? And and use that as your security. So food security, even health security, right? Like I've built again, outcreate the matrix. I like people are like, I can't go here because I'm asked. Well, it takes a little effort. Like you have to call some places and say, Hey, are you discriminating? Oh, you're not. So I can come in without a mask. Of course you can come in without a mask. Awesome. I'm going to yeah. go give my business to them. It takes yeah. two minutes to do that. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't just walk into places, but people are like, how do you get into your dentist? Well, I'm like, I just tell them. They yeah. ask me if I'm exempt. I'm like, I don't answer their question. Yeah. I don't need to answer their question. I, it's yeah. their job to accommodate me. It's the bank's job to accommodate me. 20 years yeah. ago, we installed wheelchair accessible doors in probably all through North America, at least, right? Because businesses were being sued because they were discriminating against people who, who were differently abled, right? Yeah. It's already, there's already precedent to not be discriminating against people for their quote unquote health reasons, right? Yeah. But yet yeah. all of a sudden people aren't challenging that. I'm like, no, it's, I just say that I work at, I have a TD bank account and a few others. I'm like, no, it's your job to accommodate me. You figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You've got my money. You figure yeah. it out. I'm yeah. coming in without a mask. You figure yeah. it out. <laughs> makes me feel better. <laughs> I just don't, but Anyway, so we, but we have built because again, we don't know what's going to happen. So we've got uh, in our little posse, or I call it the breakfast club, because we're all like, we probably wouldn't have come together, but for this, right. We're kind of an yeah. odd group, but we've yeah. got car mechanic, we've got some restaurateurs that we're helping become private members, right. So that they no longer have to play in the mandates. Cause if you've got a private membership club, instead of a restaurant, the government can't touch right. you. That's so Bylaw can't touch you. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping gyms open. So we have a gym that's in staying open. And I write, cause I still have a official designation that I can write prescriptions for mental health. So we found the workaround to be able to keep gyms open under the mental health act. So oh. I'm now writing everyone a script saying that I'm recommending that they have a gym membership for mental health reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and we have some ambulance attendants, God forbid, if any, you know, if, if we ever, I mean, like, I don't care about the the medical model at all. Like, stay away from me. You, you've yeah. done nothing but harm to me and my body, right? Yeah. But if I break, a, you know, a toe or an arm or I need stitches or anyone in our group does, we have people that are qualified to do that, right? So, so it does require, like, there's a, as I mentioned, there's a level of adulting I've had to go through. And I already thought I was an adult and other people looking at me would have thought, oh, if anyone's an adult, it's Jennifer, right? But there was still a part of me that's like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, I'm really going to have to make shit happen. And on top of that, by the way, I've got a husband who's literally the epitome of the other side of the world, and we're living under the same roof. How do you manage that? Because I don't know what I would do if my husband was, you know, getting the arm candy and like drinking the Kool-Aid. It's, it's been interesting because, and that's why I bring it up because I know other people listening will be going through this, right? Uh, Simply because even when I've talked on other podcasts, people are like, oh my God, Jennifer understands me. I'm going to reach out to her, right? Because it isn't easy. So I have to remember a few things. Like it, it is interesting to have the polarity of the world under my roof, especially because by the way, like I really work hard at keeping a peaceful, serene home, right? When people come into my home, they're like, it's so peaceful in here. I'm like, yeah, I know I work at that. <laughs> right. So to, to literally have the density of the world in my home, right. Cause I would be considered the extreme based yeah. on his perception. Right. And I consider him like the extreme of, of this. Right. So he, he just can't understand why I'm not afraid. And I'm like, I just can't understand why you can't see (laughs) what, 
but what really hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions, there's, there's hundreds of millions, maybe even a billion of us on the planet now that are, are in differing degrees of awakeness, but at least know that this is a load of shite, right? Yeah. And so we are tipping mass consciousness. But anyways, I had to remember a few things. I had to remember, this is what I was sharing with you before, right? Like I thought I had mastered the universal law of free will. I don't mean I was like an authority on it. I just mean like if I had have taught a class on it, I would have felt confident. Like I know what the universal law of free will is and you got to honor it. And the Akashic records are big on that, by the way, right? Because it vibrates in the same plane as the universal laws. And, but then this happened and, uh, and I was trying to control the situation, right? All kinds of ways. I'm like, if you get, if you get your first one, you you don't get to touch me for a month. You're not drinking out of my glass. You're not sleeping in the same bed. You just, and and I kind of wish I had done that because the shedding was brutal. The shedding was brutal. It was even worse for the second one. And I mentioned to you, he just got his third yesterday and told me after the fact and right away, my body reacts to that stuff. Right. So I have to load up on vitamin D and um, pine needle homeopathy and like all kinds of things, you know, to try and, and keep it good. But we are best friends and we laugh every day. We, you know, goof around every day. We do impromptu dancing and tell funny jokes and we do different things. And we remember, oh yeah, like as long as there's love and respect and I have to, I have to speak to him the way that I would never, like if I'm speaking to him in a way that I would never allow anyone else to speak to him in my presence, then I have to check myself, right? Like, okay, I I would lose my marbles if someone else came and talked to him like this. So I need to, like, we're on the same side, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? So how can we find ways? And he's actually, he's probably more accommodating than I am. He'll go and find places for me that I don't need Mm -hmm. to wear a mask, right? If he wants to go on a road trip, I'm like, well, I just tell him, I'm like, go do your research and find out where we, because I know I'm going to have to pee. (laughs) I just know my bladder. Right. So go find the places that I don't have to get hassled. And I've told him too, like, and that's the other thing, right? Like, I don't even know if and when things kind of maybe stabilize. We know they're going to keep doing this stuff, right? But there's going to be a periods of stabilization, right? I'm just not even interested in participating with the airlines at all. I'm not, I'm not wearing a mask. So I'm sure as shit not shoving something up my nose. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, and many of us have talked about it, like we can charter a jet for probably about 20 K and if, yeah. and I could afford that anyways, but I'm saying, you know, if other people want to go on a trip and we went to somewhere in yeah. Mexico, right. And just exactly. bypassed all of that shit yeah. and just took, took a chartered, like, I think by the way, if anyone's listening, who's a travel agent, yeah. please, <laughs> please create, like I've know. talked about creating this business where if you could literally curate a trip from beginning to end, arrange the pilot, yeah. the plane, all of the locations I can go to in Portugal, for example, that are yeah. going to be cool, where I can stay, where I can literally have a harassment free yeah. travel experience and get me home safely and buy and any of the border shit I have to deal with. If you can literally customize that for me, I will pay you a lot of money yeah. to do that. And I know I'm not the only one, like it's, it's really, it, it will be a lucrative business if people can, um, you know, if someone takes the rain on that. Yeah. And also let us bring our dogs because that's a whole other thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause my dog doesn't have his his, he's not up to date either. So, <laughs> oh geez, they're already trying to do it. They're already vaccinating the the dogs too. 
exactly. So, but no, so that's so true. I feel like there's so many opportunities for people to be there. And I, it really actually, like, I don't understand why the restaurants haven't banded together or the gyms have, I mean, they kind of did a little bit here, the gyms, they were like, we're opening no matter what on this date. And then the government was like, whatever, no, you're allowed to open. And they just, cause they didn't want to deal with it. I feel like the restaurants, like, I, I'm just disappointed that there was not more of people coming together and just being like, no, we're, we're not going to follow these rules. And yeah, I don't know. Like, Your friend Feather, I'll tell you, because I've coached a lot of these folks, this is one of the things I do to outcreate the matrix, right? And, and yeah. how I mobilize energy. So I, I do pro bono work with local businesses and coach them on mm-hmm. business. And with, so with the gyms, a lot of them have banded together. And like I said, they find yeah. loopholes, right? So we the find gym. loopholes. Yeah. I, I work with other gyms too. I've never met these people. I just write them notes. Yep. I prescribe this, whatever. Well, that's uh, I but with the restaurants. There's always a there's always there's them. always yeah. a loophole, and the bylaw officers have no effing clue what they're doing. They're already behaving in an illegal manner. Once you understand the difference between legal and law, they're actually being unlawful. They're committing trespass, right? And that's a whole other topic. And I'm not talking about common law. It's actually it's actually unlawful, not illegal. They work in the legal system. What we all want to do is start moving to the system of law, which is a whole different ball game. And maybe I have to come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, talk about that. that. Anyways, with with the restaurants, though, a lot of them did in Toronto. But see, you're not just dealing with one. You're not just dealing with bylaw. You're also dealing with public health, and then mm-hmm. you're also dealing with the liquor board. And it's the liquor board that screws them. Yeah. Because yeah. think That's about right. it. If you pick up, piss off the inspector, yeah, and you say no, fuck you. You're on my property. Get the fuck off my property. He's gonna be like, yeah. oh, that's weird. Did I just find three dead mice in your kitchen? Yeah. No, those weren't. Oh well, I see. You know, like, yeah. so so there's that. And actually, um, the gym that I that I um, helped keep open, they're amazing. Like, I'll align with anyone that's being a honey badger. If you're gonna research and take a stand for yourself, and like adult, I'm gonna be on your side, right? Totally. So, anyways, they and this this hooked me emotionally. Right. And, it, but it was a real story. I was seething because I don't like it when people mess with other people's livelihoods. It really pisses me off. But anyways, so there's, they open a cannabis shop uh, in their gym, but like as a separate business, they just redistributed the real estate, so to speak in their big gym, right. To open up this right. like walk up almost like a, like right. an old dairy queen type of thing, right. Walk up, pick up my stuff, whatever. Well, yeah. they're one of their members owns a cannabis shop in this town and he got pissed off. So he started already calling them on like building violations, which they didn't have any. Well, here's here's what he did though, this little shit. So everyone else calls byline, oh, the gym's open. Do you care? No, but it's just it's not fair. I'm gonna tattle. Like it's just ah so ridiculous, right? Anyways, this this mofo called the labor board. I'm concerned that the staff, that, that the management and the owners don't seem to be concerned for their safety. They're not requiring them to wear masks. They're, they're not social distancing. I'm just really worried about the staff. So then when the, but when the ministry of labor comes in, that's a whole other bottle of wax. Yeah. That that's the entity you don't want to be dealing with. Right. They have way more power than public health. Right. And, and bylaw, right? Because these are all just mandates. Mandates is just a scarier way to say guidelines. If they just said, hey, everyone, could you follow the public health guidelines? Everyone would be like, fuck you. Yeah, you call exactly. it a mandate. And people are like, oh my God, it's a mandate. I've never heard the word mandate before. That must be it. And then they but just come it's comply. not a law, right? It's not a law. It's never so been a law. Asked, okay, so law. I asked a police 
answer. I asked a I police officer. Well, and he didn't, he was like, it's a law. I was like, what's the name of the law? And he didn't know. I'm like, it's not a law. It's a mandate. There's a difference between a mandate and a law. And he, he was just like, yeah, I was, you know, I was getting too heated. So my husband pulled me away, but he, even the police officer thought it was a law. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do because they don't know. They don't know the law. When I worked, when I worked in the legal system, I had to memorize the legislation and my executive director would test, not just me, but all of us, like what section blah, 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 of the such and such act. And we'd have to know it verbatim, which is good. It was fucking tedious, but it was good that I knew the law. Or well, yeah. actually, it's not wasn't the law. It was the legal system I knew, right? right. Like just to to keep the semantics clear. Yeah. But um, yeah, when if a cop comes up to your bylaw, and this is in any country, actually, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say all countries, but for definitely for the five I five I's countries, G seven countries, whatever you want to say, you just you ask them if they have indemnity insurance. Mm. They don't know mm. what that is. They either know they have it or they don't. But if they know that you know to ask it, they're going to think twice about messing with you. So that's a, per- is that like something you would personally- That's personal because under the law, I can yeah. sue you as a human. See, if you are a bylaw officer, officer, you're not a bylaw officer. You are a man or a woman, right? Yeah. That's what you are. I am that I am. Yeah. So as soon as you are a bylaw officer or a police officer or a nurse or anything, not good or bad, it's just you're acting. You're acting in the role of bylaw officer, which means you're an actor, which means you're a fictitious character in a fictitious illegal system that's controlled by a bunch of puppeteers in a fictitious reality, yes. right? So, so actually, are you performing an illegal act in your role that you're acting in because you're an actor or are you coming at me as another woman? Because if you're coming at me as another woman, then now I can sue you personally. I can make a claim against you personally because you trespassed against my rights. Right. That's what I wanted to say to him. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't pull me away. But yeah, no, that's 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 exactly it. Like that person. And and we shouldn't, um, by the way, expect to, you know, like let's take the pastor in Canada. You know, I worked in the legal system, as I mentioned. And so you're, they're all like, he's going to jail for six years. I'm like, he's not going to jail for six years. First of all, this is all illegal. He's, he's been arrested on what? Sorry, right? who's, but, sorry, who are you talking about? Remember, remember the pastor in Calgary that made, made the global stage because he was yelling, Gestapo, get out of my church. Oh, yeah, yeah, last yeah. Last year, so, yeah, yeah. He, and then he, there was this staged filmed arrest on the highway and he, this poor old man who's a pastor has his hands behind his back and whatever. And yeah, optically it didn't look good, but you know, damn well, they're not doing that. Most cops are, are good. And, and they go through, they have to get pepper sprayed constantly in training school. They have to get um, thrown down by tons of their peers and kicked and punched. They have to get tased. They have to have the experiences so they know what it's like to go out. Could you imagine going through that level of training for, I think it's like nine months or something. It's at least six months, rigorous, rigorous training, physicals, et cetera, hazing all the shit to go out and deal with tattletale mass complaints. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not even, even under the legal system, it's not even, even a, a law under their system. To not no. wear right and no. they're constantly like i i know a 911 operator that had to listen to a three-year-old die on the phone because she had no one to send to the call because they were all out on tattletale calls one night in toronto because people were 
breaching the orders to not have anyone over, right? And the cops would get irritated. They're like, guys, just have your friends parked at, like, you're wasting our time. We don't want to come out to these calls. Tell your friends to park on another street, (laughs) right? Like, it was... um, Or, like, anyone on the news is telling them to tattle on their neighbors. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, like, so crazy. But, yeah, any of these officers that I've spoken to or that I know are like, this is all bullshit. And they say, like, it's, like, 50-50. So they're like, I don't know. Some of the guys are, like, you know, kind of, like, like scared of the cocoa and they're, you know, they're kind of, like, serious about it. But 50% are, like, this is absolute bullshit. So, yeah. It, that's exactly right. And there, there's all kinds of other, because I, I had it too, right. When I used to work in the system where there's like this hero complex and you kind of have to toe the party line and you have to pick a side. Like, are you, yeah. are you like a little bit rebellious in the system or are you going to yeah. do everything your supervisor tells you? No, even just mm-hmm. by design, I am highly ornery. Like the, the yes. more you tell me what to do, the more I'm going to be like, Oh no, Me thank too. you. I'm going to yeah. zig when all the rest of you are zagging. Right. Yeah. That's just, I'm designed that way. Yeah. So I'm sure I drive people nuts, but um, anyway, I do, you know, wear a seatbelt and stop at stop signs and stuff like that. Like I'm not a total psychopath, despite yeah. what they would tell, <laughs> tell everyone <laughs> that we are. Right. But anyways, back to the, to the legal stuff. So, so you see how like part of how we outcreate the matrix too, is like, we have to educate ourselves on alternate ways of, uh, and loopholes, like even, you know, you and I put put a page or a button on our sales page that says buy now or purchase this or yeah. your price or whatever, right? Yeah. That's considered income by the government. As soon mm. as we call it a donation, they can't tax the donation. Mm. They can only tax income. So if we call it compensation, because we're allowed under the law, not under the legal, but under the law to be compensated for sharing our divine gifts as an I am being. Oh, interesting. And then when you file your taxes, that's under like a donation. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't file your taxes because because the whole taxation system is illegal. They're donating to your like light work essentially. Yeah. They're making a donation or you could call compensation. Right. But then you don't report it as income and you don't have to, even in their system, report it as income because it's a donation or it's compensation. That's why even on like PayPal, have you noticed PayPal recently is now taxing you on your income? It's like, wait a minute. So I'm paying you a fee to use you. Now I have to pay tax because it's income. And this is why so many people pay through the friends and family option, right? To make it look like it's it's a donation. Mm -hmm. So, but I think more and more people are like, well, then I'm going to leave PayPal. I'm going to go to this company. I'm like, well, they're all owned. So you got to know that they're going (laughs) to, they're going to come for you eventually. But anyways, these are, so these are little hacks that when, you know, for me, I'll just use myself as an example. Like once I decide I'm available for it, then it shows up. Right. So if I'm now looking for a solution, like it was painful to pay taxes this year. I paid a lot in taxes because the business makes a lot of money. Yeah. And, but I view it as protection money. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to keep them off my back. I don't want to be on their radar. So even though I know that they're doing only shitty things, I know, like I'm paying them to oppress me (laughs) more. That's that's my, like, I'm like, it, it makes me feel sick to like pay my taxes. It's like, I'm, I'm like, like me not paying my taxes should not be illegal. Them taking like 40 plus percent of my income. That's what's illegal. Like that is not, that should not be legal. 
I should totally. not be allowed. Yeah. And this, by the way, this is for everyone. So if wherever you, you are in the world, you can put donation or compensation uh, on your, like wherever you're putting it when you're asking people to pay yeah. you for something and don't declare it as income. Mm, that's so smart. Because it's not, like, you're being I compensated. Like whole, I feel like we need to do a whole episode on loopholes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love loopholes. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's We're going to have to schedule it. Okay. This has been amazing. I don't want to take so much of your time. I'm like, how much more information can I get from her? Um, but I'm going to let you go. I know you're three hours ahead too. So I, I appreciate so much everything that you've shared and everyone is going to love you. Can you just tell us like, Tell us, I mean, I want to plug your program a little bit more. Of course, we talked about how you have the number one global Akashic Records training school. Is that like your your main offering where people can sign up to learn about the Akashic Records? Or is there anything else that you're promoting right now that you want to get people's eyes on? Well, we sell consciousness, right? I, well, I don't sell people consciousness. What I mean is I, I help people elevate their business consciousness, their wealth consciousness, and a lot of ascension. So there is a Kashuk record training you can take on my site that's recorded already. So you can listen at the, you know, on your own time, or you can train with one of the teachers that I've certified to take a live class with them. And that's, you know, you'll find that stuff out if you go to the website. But then I also have what's called the Akashic Record Mastery Program. And the way you and I are speaking right now, that's how we speak in there. And I'm always like, here's what's going on. And let's go into the records and find out what's the real deal behind Anne Frank. What's the real deal behind MLK Jr.? What's the real deal behind Mother Teresa, right? I'm helping them really, it's like getting a PhD in the Akashic Records, right? So we go deep. There's some advanced distractor implant training in there. I have cocoa clearings in there. I have shedding clearings in there, but it's deep, deep work because it's focused on compound leadership, right? So how do I, I, I feel like where we're going, especially in the online space is it's no longer acceptable to just constantly brag about the results you're getting in your business. It's about what are you getting for your clients? Yes. I love that you said that. That is so true. So it's about, so the program is designed for compound leadership. I'm, I'm helping people go exceptionally deep in the records, like almost cross-eyed because the information is so deep. And then how do I now coach people with that information so that it's actually useful and grounded and sort of 3d reality? Cause we are still here. Yeah. And um, so that that's, you know, that's not for everyone that you, cause I don't censor myself in there at all. And, mm-hmm. and everyone in there is a leader, right? So it's, it's a yummy, yummy group because I, I just absolutely adore everyone in there because they're, they're just cool leaders, right? Mm-hmm. They, and there's no enlightenment Olympics and any of that stuff. Like we're all just, trying to link arms with each other and navigate this paradox and help as many people as we can while we're, you know, saying goodbye to one world and saying hello to another. So anyways, that that's what we kind of do over at Soul Journeys headquarters. (laughs) Okay. This has been so fabulous. You guys check out all things, Jennifer, what's your Instagram? Uh, I don't know because I don't manage my Instagram. Oh, okay. I I think it's just Jennifer Longmore. Yeah. So the little side note, everyone, like it's, it's my content, but my team posts over there, but right. I'm live on Facebook. I know not I everyone just, likes Facebook, but I, just, I actually believe my workers are meant to be there. I, I, just, I know people hate it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, no, I just ahead. realized that I, this, I literally just now realized that one of my friends is in your program and told me to join your Facebook group months ago. Oh, and I joined it and I never go on Facebook and haven't looked at it. So I need to go in there. I was like, I know I she's just, familiar, yeah. but 
couldn't put my finger on. I was like, I know, like, I know who she is. I know I followed her, but I like, couldn't remember. I was like, it wasn't Instagram. And I couldn't remember. I'm like, it's Facebook. And it was my friend is in her program. Okay. Instagram is probably very vanilla for me. I'm aware that they censor pretty heavily over there, but I, I talk openly on Facebook, but I also talk in code, right? Because if people are reading my posts, they, they know what I'm saying, right? Without me having this, like, I'm not going to jeopardize my account by posting articles that I know are going to draw attention, but I'm going to talk in code. And um, so, yeah, we have a Facebook group there too. It's called the Purpose Posse. And I've just changed up the energy. So I've said, like, if you're, if you're still believing this is about a virus, this probably is not a place that's going to feel aligned for you. Cause I'm going to really amplify the heat in the kitchen, so to speak in there. Yeah. And um, I, I love working with people that are already awake and trying to outcreate the matrix, right. Using their business as a vehicle to go and help as many people as possible. How many, how many prayers can we answer through our business and you know, how, how can we unify consciousness in such a way that, that we're, you know, instead of them saying, enjoy the show, we say, yeah, enjoy the light show, right? Like we're going to bring it this year. So we've got to, we've got to mobilize. Yes. Oh, amazing. Well, we're going to link you guys to all the things. Jennifer, thank you so much. Everyone listening. Thank you so much. Um, let us know how you like it. Post, share, comment, do all the things. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.